Welcome to the Business Legends Podcast, where we interview business leaders and entrepreneurs so that you can learn from their mistakes, pump up your own inspiration, and grow your bottom line. I'm the host of the show, Reese Arlen, and happy Halloween, everybody, along with my co-host, of course, Christian Webb, CEO of Business Marketing Solutions Group. Say what's up. Hey, guys. How's it going? You know, I'm the only one in costume today. I'm kind of bummed out about that, by the way. Uh, today, we are... I'm totally a golfer. What are you talking about? <laughs> you, you, just, you look normal. You, I'm plaid pants. You normally, you normally wear golf clothing, I guess. So These you know, guys are professional. Yeah, right? yeah you, guys, you guys got the pro situation going on. So um, today, we have Mr. Jeff Redwine and his business partner, uh, Christian Lofton, from, uh, from Red Group. Uh, they are a solar company. Uh, let me introduce these guys. So Jeff says, growing with my family while working with people I admire is a blessing. Our team is passionate about the service and quality of systems we install, and it makes it even more rewarding to work with high-caliber individuals who are knowledgeable and reliable. Having over 10 years of solar experience with my partner, Christian Lofton, we've learned what needs to be done to exceed our clients' expectations. Our goals are to make solar affordable and promote distributed generation in an efficient and sustainable manner. Well, good morning, guys. Thank you very much for joining us. How are we doing Thank this morning? You. Yeah. Good morning. Happy Halloween. Happy Halloween. You know, we before this show, we all agreed to wear costume, and I mean, you guys dropped the ball on this one. Like, what? <laughs> you know, we could have we could have come up. I thought we were doing Viking. Two costumes. people dressed as solar panel install people. Solar I, panel yeah, install yeah, people. Yeah. There you go. What? Yeah, this is actually dressed up. I mean, I have buttons on my shirt. I don't know. Oh, if you okay. That. It's I got you. Collar. <laughs> yeah. Collar. Just it's, for the occasion. Yeah, yeah. It's actually sleeves, and, and I don't think this one has holes in it. So yeah. Okay. This is, this is pretty dressed up. Pretty Actually, good for you guys. Yeah, yeah. Okay, all right. We'll we'll let you slide with this one. So, ten years in the solar in the solar field, the solar industry, um, in the construction sector. Um, I mean, that would have been just after two thousand eight. I'm sure you guys have some crazy stories to tell about just all the different types of things that you've seen. Um, what differences have been made in two thousand eight in your field specifically? Oh man, the uh, the industry's come a really long way. Uh, cost coming down and safety going up. Okay. Um, a lot uh just as an example so in 2008 when a solar system was installed you essentially had a system that was wired up in high voltage dc on your roof okay um so just as a uh, an idea an example if a squirrel nibbled through the wire on your roof back then you could have an arc fault that could go as far as about six inches and you know potentially burn stuff down Wow. wow. So including the squirrel. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. The squirrel's toast. Uh, yeah, squirrel. by that point. Yeah. Now the technology is so advanced that if anything at all happens to any point uh, of the system on the roof or anywhere, everything shuts down at the module level. Huh. So you don't really have any voltage that's any more than like a car battery or something on the roof. Oh wow. So like extremely low potential. For yeah. That's that's amazing. You know, it's it's kind of the cutting edge of of particularly electrical and renewable and sustainable energy for for people's homes and whatnot, um, it's it is such an incredible field, and you know I feel like you guys are getting into it at the or have gotten into it at the right time, I should say. Um, so with with all that said, you know one of the topics that I'd like to cover today with you guys is um, you guys take pride in being able to uh, be reached out by your customers. You know your customers get your your cell phone numbers um, despite the salespeople they work with. Despite the the console and, and whatnot, um, I mean, what's it like to be running a business and also being available for your customers like that on on any given you know occasion? I think it's a uh, it, it's a great feeling. I mean, to be able to open up our book of business and say call anybody you want to call uh, and and you know ask ask how we did. I mean, it's construction. There, they'll 
there there have been issues, uh, but but it, I mean, us being able to to stand by our word and say you know we we we've stood by our what and done what we're supposed to do uh, is a is a great feeling. I mean, obviously, I think in this generation of uh, instant communication, you know, a text on a Sunday afternoon can be uh, you know a little frustrating sometimes. Of when course, you're, you're hanging out with the family and, and the supposed kids, to and, be and watching so the Panthers like, win. Supposed to be watching the Panthers win. <laughs> yeah, and so you know. In, in whatever time, or you know, getting an email at, at midnight and, and folks calling you at six a.m. Did you get my email? And yeah, yeah, absolutely. But mm-hmm. yeah, so there there is that that balance of I think um, a respect that we have in, in in this day and age of of wanting a response back. But it but it's, it is a great feeling for us to to be able to know that you know they can call us if there's an issue, if there's a concern. Um, they're not going to be on hold waiting for somebody to hopefully call them back or, or go through that process. So really maintaining the, the small business feel and the local feel is, is what we what we strive for. Mm-hmm. High levels of customer service, too. I mean, that you know, I've, we've all been there getting that getting that email at, at uh, Sunday at 11 p.m. where you have to have something due by 7 a.m. on Monday or whatever. So it, it can create its own its own set of issues for sure. Um, so tell me a little bit about you guys' background. So you guys are both in the Peace Corps, right? Mm-hmm. And you were... And at the same time, but in different locations, so you guys didn't even know each other back then. Um, is there anything that, that came from that you know period of your lives that helped you with business today? Oh, absolutely. Um, oh my goodness, man. So, so the the sort of running theme that we had in uh, Peace Corps is it's the uh, toughest job you'll ever love. Okay. Uh, I, to overcome adversity in the Peace Corps, I think is probably like. Step one, um, just the, the having patience with systems and people and weather, uh, whatever it was. It, it's just, I don't know, you come out of it with such a huge tool bag for life that you know, no matter what you do, um, it, it was huge. And so going into business with that experience was, for me, just phenomenal. Mm-hmm. I, I totally agree. And I guess to add on to that and throw another cliche, uh, you know, analogy or expression that we used was, you know, some see the, you know, an optimist, you know, sees the glass half full, pessimist is, is half empty, and a Peace Corps volunteer says, I can take a bath with that. It's, you know, just be, being sustainable and, 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 and working with what you have, uh, and, and I think keeping a positive attitude, but one of the main things that I got from that experience was, was learning the importance of surrounding yourself with high caliber people. Yeah. Uh, and the relationships, the friendships, the uh, you know, from a business and personal level that I came out of that experience with have have helped me. I don't know tenfold. Uh, that just to to be able to to um, have that that resource of people to call on or or experiences to learn from and and you know in, in my case, luckily to to work on a daily basis with with uh, with Christian and and be able to do that. So it's it's I think one of the one of the things that you're able to to look at as as far as that and seeing how you can surround yourself with people, whether you're in the Peace Corps, whether you're in college, whether you're, you know, uh, in the business world already, but just surrounding yourself with people that you admire, that you respect, and and, and are doing things that that you obviously approve of and you want to want to be like. Yeah, that's that's such an incredible story. I mean, everybody everybody has different upbringings, of course. You know, some grow up rich, some grow up poor, some grow up in Charlotte, some grow up in Detroit. You know, um, and to have different people in your life and, and learn how to work with these folks, uh, learn different skill sets, learning how to work with different personalities. Um, I mean, you know, we've only known you guys for, for a very brief period of time, and 
I can already tell that between you, Jeff, and Christian, I mean, you guys have way different personalities, you know? So you guys, you guys just kind of mesh together very well. Um, so the Peace Corps was, what, 15 years ago, plus or minus, around, around that, something like that? Oh, I don't like that, to think that about sounds it. sounds rough. So 15. Uh, no, we'll just, last summer, wasn't it? Yeah, okay, yeah, last summer, yeah, last, last summer. summer. Okay, I got you. So, so you go from the Peace Corps, and then I'm sure you guys had a hodgepodge of different, different other jobs and, and whatnot. Um, what was the deciding factor um, of getting into the solar industry? I mean, how did, how did that all come about? Or to become an entrepreneur at all. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah I, I, had, I had no thought about going into uh, anything except for renewables, probably about halfway through my Peace Corps experience. Mm -hmm. um, we were starting to do like a, a biofuels projects and, and just more stuff and just like awakening to the fact that there's so many resources out there Mm -hmm. that we're not taking advantage of uh, just just sort of made that my life path uh, after that. So everything since then has been renewable energy, solar, and, and those sort of things. And I don't think I would have tried to go into business um, by myself uh, uh, in this, except for having the experience of working with a startup mm -hmm. in this field and then sort of learning from the mistakes and the things that happened there. And, and meeting Jeff and just sort of seeing the, the things that we could do together um, in the field. And, and you guys got kind of lucky, right? I mean, you guys met in a, in a different career path and then it was, it was just gangbusters from there or, or, you know, when, so you guys met in a, at a previous job, is that correct? It was in the solar field and, yeah. and, and so, so, you know, very similar roles to what we're doing today, except sure. we're, you know, different titles and, and it's our company. Um, yeah. But I've had entrepreneuritis since my, <laughs> uh, my I guess, late teens. Um, yeah. I started a, started a business with my father uh, that I ended up uh, putting my working through college. I was a junior college connoisseur for many, many years. Yeah. Um, you know, where they say a lot of people go to school for 10 years. Yeah, they're called doctors. Yeah. Uh, but no, I, I uh, you know, so I, I had a patent uh, and, and a small business. Wow. I actually had an online business in, their, in the mid-90s. Wow, uh, and and so uh, was it Amazon or uh, no? Yeah, yeah. There's a little company called AOL. Uh, maybe no. Oh, okay, um, I got you. No, different was, Jeff, uh, different Jeff. Exactly. No, it was a uh, it was a shotgun cleaner actually that uh, we had a patent on, and so I I shot sporting plays and skied competitively, traveled around, peddled my wares. It was the best business class that I took in college. Really, is what it was. Yeah, and so. Um, having done that, and then then getting into business with my brother in construction, uh, having a degree in marketing. Um, and then, then kind of combining all of that um, you know, with my Peace Corps experience, uh, yeah. coming back to the to, to Texas, um, uh, was feeling like okay, I needed I need to be in this industry. And then once I got a taste of the industry and, and how things work, that was really I guess the fuel for, for for starting something in this in this industry that that we, that we could call. Yeah. Well, was there any anything specifically for both of you? You guys are both in the solar field uh, in the renewable energy. Excuse me, I should say. Um, you've been in the Peace Corps, um, and you know whatever experience led to the point where you kind of took the dive, took the jump, and you said, "Okay, we're going to do our own thing now." Um, was there anything specifically that that kind of forced you to take that jump? Well, I, I know when you guys moved out here for Cynthia's MBA that we had kind of started talking about it, mm -hmm. and I I don't know. You meet certain people in your life that you're like, "Man, whatever is going on." With these people, I want to be around it or want to be a part of it, and I always felt that way about this guy. Yeah, um, bromance. So, yeah, yeah. So I was like, man, I, I love you too, man. <laughs> oh yeah. I was like, I don't care what we're doing, man. You know, let's just do it together. Yeah. Uh, lawn service or taco truck or taco whatever, truck. whatever the dream is. Let's, yeah. Uh, 
let's you know do it together. Yeah, Jeff, so, will you tell that story real fast? By the way, <laughs> we ate all the tacos, so we didn't have any to sell. So okay. that was a problem. <laughs> and, and so it was, you know, there was a there was a big problem with the business plan from the get go. Yeah. But, uh, no, you know, um, and I agree. I think I think that's a huge part of it. Um, my wife was was a major factor in, in us, you know, founding the company and getting getting started with that. She was getting her MBA at Wake Forest. So, um, you know, her, her skill set would just, just blended very well, um, with, you know, all three of us being business partners and getting, getting Red Group off the ground and, and going just, uh, was a great team. And so I think I kind of, kind of relate back to surrounding yourself with those people that, that, yeah. uh, you know, a, a great team, you know, I, I, you know, to, to go with sports analogy, I played, I mean, I played basketball for, for 13 years. And, yeah, of course and, you did. You're like 10 feet tall. So, you know, <laughs> I mean, it's a, so, you know, there's, there's, you know, there's those teams that, you know, or pickup games or whatever that just mesh, you yeah. know, and, and yeah. from, a, from a start, you know, and it's just like, you, you know, you can, and, and I think the trust factor of, yeah. of not, you know, I, I, I can never be a micromanager. I have enough issues managing myself. Uh, much less, you know, micromanaging somebody else. And so but, but having the trust between, uh, you know, in the partnership to know that, you know what, we're going to get it done and you know, it might be different than I would have done it, might, you know, but it's, it's going to get done. And it's, you know, um, I think having that respect and, and that, that trust is just, is huge. I hear about nightmare stories of partnerships and, yep. and people talking about issues. And I just like, I have so much to pull my hair out about. And I'm mm -hmm. so thankful that I've not had that dynamic in, in my life that yeah. I'm, I'm very grateful for that. Rough. So I want to step it back one, one, one step here. So where y'all said how you got into businesses, you worked for another company for mm -hmm. years. Yeah? yeah. And kind of learned that piece. So would y'all agree that like, there's really only like five to 10 ways to become an entrepreneur, really, like you think about it. And that's one of them, right? Like some people will go work at another company for many years and do a very honest job for that company and then take that knowledge, take, take the, take the know-how and then create your own business out of that. And, and those companies are very aware that's going to happen as well, right? It's just kind of common sense. We have a good, whole bunch of good people who are really organized <laughs> say, they know what, they know everything. So tell us how that process went for you. So you, you worked inside of a company, you, you learned and then you became, right? Unlike me, I, I literally started this business not knowing anything and then just learned as I went, right? And I was like studying and, and doing all this education and seminars and continuing education. I got Ty Lopez certified, this certified, this certified, and was like, okay, I'm good. <laughs> and this kept going. How was that for y'all? I'm a extremely conservative, like, you know, middle of the road, safe kind of guy yeah. as far as that stuff goes. So for me, it was really the ideal situation is to get in and essentially let somebody else pay and cover my training and just do a good job mm -hmm. for them. Yeah. So that, that worked really well for me to build up the licenses and stuff like that to benefit the company, mm -hmm. but to also benefit myself with the, you know, something better will happen in the future. Mm -hmm. um, you know, so that, that's kind of how I, I approached it. I had to pay off a lot of gambling debts and did, <laughs> I, I couldn't get a job anywhere. So I just had to go into business for myself. So, uh, that, that's a little dry humor there, but, um, no, I think, um, you know, very similar having that comfort level, um, my, you know, having worked with my dad and I can remember, I don't know if he coined the phrase or, or if he, if he took it from someone else, but I remember him telling me, po uh, poverty is the mother of invention. And, uh, you know, he was in the oil business in the mid eighties and had lost his job and, and, and came out with, uh, you know, started a small business and, and went into business for himself. And so I think, like you said, there's, you know, five to 10 ways of, of to do that. I think you yeah. can be forced 
too. Yep. Uh, and I think that there's, you know, um, ideal, you know, where you could have the resources and, and just uh, the experience to, to jump into it and, and make mm-hmm. it happen. But I think uh, yeah, having that understanding and, and, again, having the right team, you know, in the right time and then and then the the uh, the courage to make the leap uh, is always a big part of it because it's, it's always that, well, it's that wild feeling when that, that direct deposit quits showing up yeah, uh, you know, because it's like, okay, this is real. Yeah, uh, we're doing this, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. and, and so you know, quitting a, quitting a job where you're working with somebody else, and and you've, you've got to make the checks. So. I thought my wife was gonna have an aneurysm. She was just my girlfriend back then too. She was so supportive though. Like I, I, I talk about this on a lot of podcasts because this always comes up. But like, um, I, I was actually a uh, VP of sales and marketing for a drone company, so I was I was not doing terrible, and then all of a sudden I, I went to zero, <laughs> and I had no revenue whatsoever. And she's like, what? You quit your job? I'm like, yeah. Yep. <laughs> It'll be all right. Don't worry about it. <laughs> and then it, it, she's really supportive. Ha- having known you for a long time, however, I mean, you, you always had that. You know, you always had that yeah. had that bug where, you know, you could have you could have been making a billion dollars a year for that drone company. And if it wasn't yours, you weren't going to be happy with it's it, true. you know. So I think there's there's some type of some type of personality characteristic where, you know, that it, it's hard to explain for people that don't have it, I think. And I think all entrepreneurs share it where I would rather work a hundred hours a week so that I don't have to work 40 hours for anybody else. You know, <laughs> I would rather, I would rather create my own thing than, than work for somebody else. I would rather make less money and, and be able to be able to know that I've created something, you know, and, and have, have my own, my own, you know, thing, my own thing. And uh, just so you guys know, you know, his wife was very supportive. And my husky said that uh, it was cool with her as long as, as I kept the meat sticks flowing, you know. So as long as the treats keep coming. Exactly. No more treats, I'm leaving you. Yep, yep. Yeah. She'd leave me. She'd leave me instantly. So um, so tell me a little bit about partnership um, with, you know, having worked with him for 10 years. Um, how do you guys divide and conquer your responsibilities and, and kind of like a, a day-to-day workflow of how do you guys um, divide and conquer kind of the, the workload and and not necessarily somebody takes the lion's share, but like what responsibilities do you guys give each other? Well, I think so. From the beginning, we've tried to, to keep a focus on uh, priorities in life. Mm-hmm. So priorities in life for both of us are our families and children, you know, and then everything falls in after that. Um, Jeff and I both sort of had positions at, at our previous company where he was doing more marketing and sales side and I was doing more engineering project management uh, side. So that we basically continued that and moved it forward. Uh, so we've been able to, to maintain a pretty healthy balance um, almost from day one. There are a few years that got a little crazy with, mm-hmm. uh, with hours and stuff like that, but we, we've, we've hit a nice uh, spot now to where it's uh, uh, making a lot more sense. We're getting a lot more time with the, uh, the family and the kiddos. Um, but yeah, uh, to answer your question directly, he, he does more of the uh, sales, marketing uh, side, and then I kind of run with it uh, after we have the contract. Yeah, you just kind of let it happen, whatever. <laughs> well, you know, we, we do weekly meetings, and then we talk on the phone every day a lot about yeah. what's going on, uh, yeah. because, you know, contracting, so stuff's always going on. I make yeah. his head spin at least once a month. Once, a, once an hour, probably, more like. It's, it's, it's interesting. Um, you I'm, know, I'm the yes guy. Yeah, Christian's uh, the guy where if where if you approached him and you said you, you said know uh, what that means yeah yeah no Jeff Jeff sure and, we can do that it, today it's kind of it's kind of no it's kind of ironic because Jeff and that Christian are both the guys that are that you know somebody calls and are like hey you know can you uh 
give me an alien and a purple polka dotted uh, broomstick with uh, with a solar panel install. Would you like fries with that? <laughs> <laughs> and they're and they're like, yes, yes. And so it, it's kind of interesting. I think I think every company kind of kind of needs that. You know, I can't I couldn't imagine serving both of those roles. I couldn't imagine uh, being being the person that's that's going to fly with the punches and the person punches. Yeah. You know? The way that works though, it's kind of cool. Like if you keep saying yes, sooner or later you don't, you, you don't not know anything. Is that the right grammar? <laughs> Probably not, <laughs> but we, we, yeah, we got it. We, yeah. You, you like, we literally get asked the same question again. You're like, Oh yeah, we actually have already done that. For yeah. Like we've 11 customers. You mm -hmm. know what I'm saying? And then it's like, everything's, everything's completely okay now. Like, yeah. Yeah, like we're about to pick up another huge medical company out in uh, Arizona, I think, mm -hmm. that's wanting us to do all their PR work all, and like actually organize every like every avenue of marketing they're possibly doing in one stack. And it's not our first time doing it anymore. Yeah, and you the, fun the funny the funny thing about that, time. yep, yeah. yeah. And the the interesting thing is that all the different pieces that we put together, it, it's like you know we're doing these different types of services. But we've done all that stuff before, yeah. and sure we happened to y'all. He's probably yeah. been like, I have a. Twice. Jeff is like our smiling first, over there. Our first He's ready deal. To go. No, our, our first deal right after Christian right Christian moved uh, up. So I, I was here first for a yearish and a half. Christian then moved up, uh, and and is is here in Union County. Uh, I'm up in the Winston Salem area. But we we uh, we got a contract to do a uh, a design do design work for uh, a VA hospital and wow. uh, in, in a state south of here. Uh, and it, it, uh, was a massive system and, and we got this contract to do it and walked out of the deal. And it was like, uh, Christian, Christian looked at me and said, I guess I need to renew my CAD, so, uh, subscription. Yeah. And, oh my God. From junior year in college, I had not worked with AutoCAD. And this is, oh my God. and oh. this is a, a multi megawatt system. Yeah. And, and for those, and so. So to explain that for those that are familiar with solar, we're, we've been doing a lot of smaller commercial residential jobs, and this is thousands and thousands of solar panels, like mm -hmm. on top of a hospital, on top of a parking garage, oh a hurricane zone, through, oh my god, through uh, through a government agency, right? So, so oh my god, and this man did it and had one set of red line revisions and it was completed and accepted like there was there was a little bit of markup on it he yeah. went back through which there always is going to be like that's that. not a bad thing. no no like, that's yeah. like to have only one like i'm bragging on that yeah like, yeah <laughs> right yeah <laughs> right and so they had you know their basic revisions read it and and done and so mm -hmm. it was like i mean it was that to me is just like this wow uh you know you set your mind to it you work hard you put it you know in the work ethic and i think you know a big part of it with our roles like you spoke about is is you know i and i and i, I talk frequently about the pride i have with our customers and and being able to open up our book of business and i and i give the lion's share of the credit mm -hmm. to, to christian because that's making you know me saying yes or whatever me signing the deal with the with the customer saying sure we're going to deliver that for this amount we're not doing that and then you know we haven't had change orders for anything that that we missed, you know, if somebody says, Hey, I want an alien or whatever on my panels. I, <laughs> it's forget, in there. I forget that. Yeah. You know, it's yeah. like, okay, we'll, we'll do it, but it's going to cost you, you know, but, but we right. haven't missed anything where we've come back with a change order. And so I take a lot of pride in that. Um, and, and then you know, what Christian has done for, for making sure that these delivers and, put, and puts into place is, is the reason that we yeah. have the reviews that we have and the happy Here's clients. the answer I'm excited about. So how many jobs like that have you done now? Uh, a couple. It's blurry. I mean, that's such a yeah. such a big. That's, that's a big of, big rare one, right? Yeah. yeah. But, but the second the, time the you got it, one. the second time you got it, was it as difficult? Was it as crazy? Did it did it, did it stress you out? No, I mean, you know, since then, it, it, it 
you're just like, okay, so what are all the hurdles? You know, as soon <laughs> mm -hmm. as you know what the track is and what all the mm -hmm. hurdles are, then you can, you know, attack it. You know, yep. just like uh, how do you eat an elephant, right? One yep. day at a time. Yeah. I don't care what business in, nobody knows how to do the job the first time oh, exactly yeah. right. Yeah, even if they're trained, you know, it's one of those things where some some knowledge is self self provided, you know. Um, Jeff, one of the things that you said, you got you have that quarterback mentality. You take all of the blame and none of the credit, you know. You pass it you pass it on to Christian and that's such a, that's such an important feature in any partnership in any business to have is that, you know, you you take you take the blame and none of the credit so that you so that you can pass that credit on and make other people feel good and stuff. It's a very impressive quality in you, if, if I might say so myself. Um, so all these jobs you guys are working, um, 10 years in the business. Um, let me ask you this kind of kind of a bizarre question, but where do you see renewable energy as a whole going? I mean, do you think that, that eventually most cars are going to be electric? Do you think that most homes are going to be solar powered? Where, where do you see that industry going? I think it's a fad. It's going to fade away in the next six to twelve months, probably. Um, be on the job market. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we'll be we'll be back here with our application. You know, with our oh, okay, I got you. in hand. Yeah, um, but thank you for the compliment uh, that you that you gave me previously. I I, I appreciate that. Um, I don't necessarily agree with it, but um, yeah, just because I never met a quarterback that I really really liked. But, oh, okay, um, I but, got you. Uh, uh, um, yeah, I think it's it's going to become more and more mainstream. I believe that you know the price points. You know, Christian touched on the safety of it earlier, but you know it, it's come the, the price point ten years ago when we started doing this has dropped seventy five to eighty percent. Wow! Uh, for what we're what we're installing, has that hurt your business so, though? No, or it's helped it's helped the business considerably. Yeah. So it's it's um it's it's allowed. So I guess that there's a couple ways you could answer that question because sure. now, you know, when we started in North Carolina, there was a handful literally. Of companies um, yeah. to, to choose from if you wanted solar. Uh, now there are a multitude of them, and, mm -hmm. and probably so, a hundred on Google so, Local right now. Yeah. yeah, exactly. And a lot of those are out of state. Um, you know, a lot of those are, are people coming into this market uh, because it's a booming market and because they they've expanded throughout. But it's it's um, it's not something that I think I think our reputation our and, and our our relationships in in the North Carolina area have have kind of protected us from a lot of that. I mean, your locals uh, would protect our own. Yeah, yeah <laughs> exactly. So um, it's going to continue to grow. Um, I think it's going to continue to be you know, more and more a part of our daily lives um, as you know, battery technology comes along with more and more electric vehicles. That's going to be that, that'll be integrated, you know, along with the, the, the solar electric systems that we're installing. We already do systems with batteries, mm -hmm. uh, but as the cost of electricity goes up and batteries costs come down uh, it'll be much like the the same pattern you know basic basic economics of what we've seen with solar is supply and demand and the, those price points coming down and 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 more and more integration yeah. so uh tell us a little bit about uh, some innovations that nobody knows about yet yeah. things that are being worked on that you are like nipping at the bits to come out like Aliens. is there anything like that don't Aliens. don't tell them about that one thing <laughs> The reason I ask is because when I was in the drone field, there was always these things that were being worked on that we couldn't quite have yet. And, like, I figured there's probably stuff like that in your industry as well. Maybe not, though. Yeah, I mean, we, we stay on top of it um, every year. There's Solar Power International where all the, the players um, sort of get together in one spot and, yeah. and go over what's happening. Um, you know, batteries and electric cars and solar all coming together. Mm -hmm inside of a smart home or smart building is really where everything is moving forward. Oh, that's so cool. That is neat. Take out your phone, see how much solar power you're making, see how much power your building is using and what appliances in your building are using that power. So oh, it'd be wow. like a solar garage where like 
my cars parked in there are being charged. My tools that are that are that are need to be solar powered are being charged. Everything, your water heater, your air conditioner, huh. every everything. All from just one have. garage. Yeah. yeah. So, well, as, as the as the whole house, um, you know, in uh, uh, Europe they actually have smart breaker panels now. Mm-hmm. So every single load that you have is on the network. Wow. Uh, you can see what's happening with it. You know, just from your smart device. In Germany, there there um, there's a huge network of, of batteries that have been made by this particular manufacturer that if you have that in place and you have it programmed to sell, then it's, it's basically called distributed generation to where it's being produced by solar and stored in these batteries and the, and the utility has it set up on direct deposit to where they can draw from your battery bank and put it into their grid network, you know, into your neighborhood, you know, and, and, and they're compensating you for that energy. And so it's wow. just like small power plants all throughout. And I'm talking tens of thousands on their grid. They have a, a really unique website. And I think you'll see that more and more here. You're already seeing more of that on the West Coast or in, in uh, the, you know, the Northeast where you have uh, quite a difference in um, your way that you, your rate schedules. So you have what's called time of use rates where mm-hmm. you pay, you know, out in LA, you're paying 18 cents, you know, between the hours of eight and five, everybody comes home from work and you're paying twice that between yeah. five and midnight. And so being able to harness that power, reutilize that, and, and, and in, utilize that back inside the home uh, for and saving that money is where it makes makes a lot of sense. And that'll be with the smart home technology and, and the program, as Christian was referring to, that, that that's happening now, and that will just become more and more integrated. Yeah. Here's kind of a, a bizarre, maybe off-the-wall question for you guys, but given that you're in the energy sector, I'm, I'm enthusiastic to know your response here. But... Um, not to be political either, but, you know, we know the effects of pollution, global warming, et cetera, and whatnot. Um, as more renewable energy sources, whether it's, you know, electric-powered vehicles or solar-powered homes, becomes more available to folks, do you think that our carbon footprint will decrease, or do you see any, any uh, differences in that in the future? Hmm. I think globally it will eventually stabilize because you're going to have developing nations need a bunch of cheap energy really fast. Yeah, so they'll use the fossil fuels and yeah, stuff. As yeah, grow. So, you know, as a developed nation that has the money and the ability, we sort of have the responsibility to cut our carbon emissions down to help shift that development for other countries. Yeah. What I think, and it's different all over the world, but we've, we've been able to go down to Haiti uh, and look at some solar projects and be involved with solar projects uh, in, in island nations. Christian lived in Jamaica for a few years uh, as a Peace Corps volunteer. And so what you know, a lot of people don't understand is, is how great we have it. I mean, when, yeah. when, when your nation is buying oil off a tanker and burning that to sell at 10 times the cost of what we pay for energy here, right. uh, and it's sporadic, yeah. uh, you know, and, and it's dirty and it's, it's, super expensive and unreliable yeah um you know there there are a lot of changes to grid infrastructure i think that that'll be happening in those developing nations and and you know a lot of people as as they have you know a lot of nations as, as they have in many regard i think will be looking to us as, as kind of following the lead following the example and i think there's a lot of no matter what side of the fence you're on politically mm-hmm. or, or your beliefs of, of global warming i think i think that there's a lot that can be said for um you know distributed generation and, and having a stable grid yeah, uh, and and there's there's uh, I think some unique ways to do that with renewable energy. Yeah, that's that's so fascinating. I think I I think I was reading this. Please correct me if you know the answer or if I'm mistaken. But 
I, I believe Puerto Rico has switched over to completely renewable energy or something between wind generated and solar generated, something like that. But I'm, I'm excited and enthused to know like where, where all this stuff ends up going, you know? Um, and you guys are, are right on it. You know, your thumbs right on it. I mean, it'd be nice to, it'd be nice to get there. Yeah. So we're we're really low in the single digits as far as the percentage of that. I know Costa Rica is close to a hundred percent between their hydro and their, and their wind. Yeah. I I look up and see like, 40 of the glass windows on B of A covered with yeah. solar panels. I'll be like, I'm yeah. Like, yeah, there we go. So that'll be something in the, in, in our, in our lifetime that we'll see more and more of is the building integrated, uh, yeah. where those, those glass windows are solar. Yeah. Uh, and, and, you know, they already have some of that out. I think as, as those, you know, think about the 10 years ago of the standard solar panel and the price points that we had then. So that, that same thing will be yeah, happening I think with I those s- windows. might be crazy, but I thought I saw some in New York when I was there. Yeah, they're, they're yeah, out and available. Of a building. It'll become more and more integrated. Yeah, I was wondering about that, just sitting here talking to you guys as we're up in the beautiful uptown Charlotte, but you see all these all these buildings and whatnot, and you just wonder if, if they'll end up getting some type of renewable energy integrated within within their grid. Well, guys, um, we're we're coming close to an end here. Um, I always like to ask a goofy question towards the towards the end of the show. So here here's a great one for you. Um, so let's say you guys are hiring a new employee, um, and you know you're you're obviously looking to fulfill a role, somebody that fits in with your corporate culture and whatnot. What is Would, your hazing ritual? No, what is your hazing ritual? Yeah, yeah. What does Jeff do? To, no, I'm just kidding. So what would you guys prefer a a funny employee or qualified employee somebody that has all the certifications or somebody that seems like you could really get along with on the regular i think it depends on the the position yeah uh, that we're using them for yeah uh, i i need them to know what they're doing sure pretty good if they're going to be on a roof and and you know mm-hmm. in positions that uh that could be dangerous or, yeah. or fatal reasonable uh yeah so I, I would feel comfortable if they were goofy yeah the sales side I mean, just to have funny up there, I would have to go with qualified. But yep. but you know, if, if somebody is is uh, can you know what I what I tell you know we talk about if you can do what you say you're going to do, you're, you've eliminated ninety percent of the competition. Right. And and so I think somebody that's reliable uh, definitely have to have that dynamic to get along with them when you're working in the trenches day in and day out. Yeah. Um. I I feel like sometimes I would rather have uh, and from a sales standpoint, I'd rather have somebody who doesn't have solar sales experience just so we could actually, you know, I, I, it would be great if they knew that, but we have a very different approach and, and there's a, you know, a lot of times people get chills or get the ill when they hear about sales, a salesperson. Yeah. And so, you know, I, I, we have a very consultative approach and I'm not a hard closer at all because that, that repulses me. And I'm going to say, you know, typically no, if somebody's trying to yeah. hard close me and, and do that, I'm like, look, yeah, look, and- look no. Shove you and through so it, force your hand. They've got to sure. be. They've got to be. You know, funny is important. They can't be funnier than I am, or I'll fire them. <laughs> but uh, they, uh, they, you've got to have that dynamic where, yeah. you, where you where you get along. Uh, Personability, and, and I think that's you know that's where it goes to um, meeting meeting somebody halfway and and you know work, learning to communicate, learning to work together. So, yeah. Uh, but I, you know, I'll just I'll flip flop and I'll say funny. There we go. Funny. There we go. We got we got we got both hands of the coin. Jeff Redwine and Christian Lofton, our guests today. Guys, um, let's give you a shout out. Um, let's say somebody needs to get a, a new solar roof installed. How do they get a hold of you? Uh, we're at redgroupnc.com. Uh, feel free to, to reach. It's got a lot of videos on our YouTube channel, uh, Renewable Energy Design Group. Uh, you can 
can Google us or uh, redgroupnc.com. Got a lot of uh, informative videos, a lot of, uh, you know, got, a, got a great brewery here at Birdsong that has solar on it. Uh, some, cool. Some, I, some I videos to check, to check out. Did you guys so, do that? You guys did Birdsong? Correct. Oh, that's cool, man. I didn't even know that. I've been there plenty of times. I didn't even, I didn't even know that. Guys, thank you so much for joining us today, and uh, we'll see you soon. Thank you. Thanks thank for you. having us.